Transforming care through genomic medicine, personalized therapeutics, health services and outcomes research, and innovations in healthcare delivery. We're Children's Mercy Kansas City, presenting our audio interview series, Transformational Pediatrics, with host Dr. Michael Smith. Welcome to Transformational Pediatrics. I'm Dr. Mike Smith, and our topic is Gender Pathway Services, charting a course for transgender youth. My guest is Dr. Jill Jacobson. She's the Director of Disorders of Sexual Development and Guide Clinics. She's a professor of pediatrics and endocrinology at the University of Missouri-Kansas City School of Medicine. Dr. Jacobson, welcome to the show. Thank you. I think let's start with some definitions, okay, and let's make sure we're all on board and, and, and we understand what we're talking about here. Let's define and distinguish between transgender, gender questioning, and gender non-conforming youth. Okay, well, I think transgenderism is generally a broad generic term that includes um, transsexualism, which um, which is typically um, used to define people who want um, sex change operations, or now called gender confirmation surgery. Um, transgenderism also includes people who are cross-dressers, who, who are not desirous of uh, surgical changes. But tra- in, gener- in general, transgenderism is the generic term. I kind of use that interchangeably with gender dysphoria, which, um, which basically means feeling as though you're trapped in the in the wrong body, you're not the, you're, um, you don't identify with your birth gender. Okay. Gender, I think, uh, our our psychologists in our gender pathways clinic use the term gender nonconforming behavior. They sometimes see young children who might have tomboyish behavior, and it's not unless they're severely uncomfortable with their with their assigned gender. That's not necessarily gender dysphoria. So let so let's talk about you mentioned um, I think it was on on one of the websites I, I saw that uh, gender dysphoria if left untreated has what was it a, a forty to fifty percent attempted suicide rate that's yeah. just very d- 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 concerning obviously what wh- how many actually do go untreated and, and and how many of these of these youth are we missing. Right. We don't, and we don't really know that. In, in in the days, well, 20 years ago, they thought that about 1 in 20,000 or 1 in 40,000 people was affected with, um, with transgenderism, and they were basing those numbers on the number of people who uh, presented for surgical correction. And um, re- more recent studies uh, have just used school surveys with uh, high school students, and it's estimated now that the frequency is closer to 1 in 200. So I think there are a lot of people, there are a lot of people who have gender dysphoria who have not told anybody or who feel Mm. uncomfortable about it. So I think we're lucky in our Gender Pathways Clinic, we see, we see the children whose parents bring them in for, for attention, for um, evaluation and potential treatment. Yeah. Dr. Jacobson, when you when you say treating gender dysphoria, I, I, you know I think initially what some people might hear is is trying to 
change the 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 the, the child. Uh, but that's <laughs> right. not really what we mean, right? That's not what we're no. talking about. We're talking about something different. We're talking about the 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 anxiety, the stress, the depression, that kind of stuff associated or, well, with it, right? Yeah. Well, well, actually, I'm an endocrinologist, and the endocrine society has. Um, taken on transgenderism as an endocrine condition, and um, they're recommending medical treatments, um, including puberty blockade to um, avoid unwanted secondary sexual characteristics. So, no, we're not doing psychotherapy, trying to change the way they think or trying to talk them out of it or um, trying to talk them out of being... About out of their transgenderism, I mean, we are, we do have psychologists involved who do help with anxiety, but in reality, a lot of times, once um, these patients are allowed to um, start living the, in their desired gender, a lot of the anxiety is reduced. But the Endocrine Society came out with clinical practice guidelines in 2009 to. Uh, to use puberty blockers in um, in transgender patients once they entered puberty and once they entered puberty and still um, and still felt dysphoric about their bodies and those studies so, actually that that has been going on for a while and people have already shown improved mental health outcomes in those patients nice. who've been treated. Okay. What well, what you know just from your experience you know from a developmental, emotional, even cultural perspective, what, what's it like for a transgendered youth or, 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 or someone with gender dysphoria? What, yeah. what, what is, give us an idea of what they're really going through. Well, I, I think it's better now than it was 10 or 20 years ago. But um, I had a patient who came to me when she was eight, and when she was three, she had gone to her parents and asked them, if I died and went to heaven, would I come back in the right body? And I have another patient who told me um, when he looks in the mirror, he sees a lie. And it's it's just, it's, your gender identity is something that, something that most people take for granted and, um, you know, can't really imagine how, how much other people would suffer if they were, if they didn't identify with the assigned gender. And a yeah. lot of people, and there's a lot of shame involved, of course, so I think there are a lot of people who are unrecognized. I how, do see a lot how, of patients. Dr. Jacob, how often, though, from with the families, how often are, are the families affirming the the, the gender uh, identity issue, or do a lot of families just not know how to handle this? Is there is there resources for family members as well? Oh, that's a really good question. Well, you know, we're, we're like, I think we see the tip of the iceberg. We tend to see patients with very supportive families who brought them in, uh, brought them to medical attention. We do have a few families where the parents disagree on the approach. And sometimes some, sometimes parents, um, Sometimes the child has been dealing with the situation for many years, but the parent has just become newly aware of the problem and and feels you know and doesn't doesn't want to rush things and uh, wants to take steps very slowly. So the the clinic that you work at again is called Gender Pathway Services. Uh, uh-huh. Tell us a little bit about 
how that got started, what your role is there, and in some of the the experiences you're having. Well, we I I started seeing a handful of transgender patients, and then the numbers uh, rapidly increased. So we started a multidisciplinary clinic where we have myself, an endocrinologist, um, two psychologists, uh, a, a dedicated social worker, a dedicated nurse, and adolescent medicine. And we all see the patients on the day of the clinic and address their various psychosocial, um, adolescent, and, and endocrine needs. So when a patient comes in, I mean, they see everybody all in that one day. So it's uh, so it's very holistic in that in, in that a, a approach, I guess, right? Right. Yeah, we tried it. We we schedule quite a you know schedule a long appointment, but they we try to get everybody seen by everybody. Mm-hmm. Is there is there a specific website that uh, doctors patients can can go to uh, associate with your clinic? We do have. We do have a website um, on the Children's Mercy uh, Children's Mercy uh, webpage. Um, okay. It's under GPS. Under GPS. And that, just for the listeners, that website is childrensmercy.org, uh, and you can find the Gender Pathway Services there. Dr. Jacobson, I want to thank you for what you're doing. Um, it's an, it's amazing work, and and uh, and I just thank you for for it. I know it's very important. I want to thank you for coming on the show. You're listening yeah. to Transformational Pediatrics with Children's Mercy Kansas City. For more information, you can go to childrensmercy.org. That's childrensmercy.org. I'm Dr. Mike. Have a great day.